Welcome to the Free Retiree Show. My name is Lee Michael Murphy. I've been in wealth management for the last 10 years right in the heart of the Silicon Valley. People have always asked me, how do I achieve financial independence? And while the financial world wants you to believe it's as simple as investing your money, I'm here to tell you it's a small piece of the puzzle. I've seen four consistent factors in the people that have achieved financial independence. One, they excel in their career. Two, they manage their money properly. Three, they're able to avoid devastating financial mistakes. They can see through the BS. And lastly, they understand they need to learn from the best, the people that have achieved success in their career and their finances. Join us on our journey as we learn how to become free retirees. Welcome in to the Free Retiree Show. Sit down with wealth manager Lee Michael Murphy, and I'm alongside my main man, career advisor, Sergio Patterson. What is up, everyone? Happy to have you today, Serge. So today's episode, we're going to be having a really great episode to start off 2021. It's a new year. People are laser focused for at least the next, what, week or two, right? before? Yeah, a couple of days. Before all the goals go down the shitter, like right now, right now, people are focused, right? So this is a good time to get the episode out on this. And today's episode is going to be 2021 financial goals, right? So for today, what I'm going to be talking about is I'm going to give you 10 tips to help you accomplish your financial goals for 2021. These are all great things that are going to keep you on track and help you actually accomplish your goals instead of just think about the goals. And think about your past. How many years you start off, you're like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Then the next year rolls around, you ain't done shit. So we're going to fix that. What do you think, Serge? Yeah, I love it. I think it's perfect timing. Uh, a lot of people are setting goals, whether it's health, wealth, you know, fitness, all the things. So I think it's great timing for you. And let's just, uh, let's get into it. All right. So tip number one, create a budget. I know you all heard about this. You know, a budget's important, but I'll tell you, this is something that we all know that a very small percentage of the population actually even does. And this is where it all starts. If you were trying to accomplish buying a home, buying another piece of property, getting to a certain account value with your stocks, getting out of debt. It all starts here. This is step number one. If you do not have a written budget on paper, it doesn't count, right? We've talked about yeah, this before. Yeah. There is a, a massive difference between having something in your mind, goals in your mind, a budget in your mind, and having it on paper. So number one, create a budget. Is there, is there anything like a, a general rule of thumb for the budget? Um, I know it's going to vary by, you know, how much I make, but, you know, we, we write all of our stuff down, but I think it's, it's easy just to kind of spend and lose track of what our budget is. Any, course. any tips around there? So, you know, as you know, and, you know, Matt knows, and you guys have given me a lot of crap for this, you know, I am a big proponent of the 50, 30, 20 rule. Right. That is, I think it's important. Granted, you know, Matt, you all say, oh, that's so unattainable, but it, it really isn't there. And like we've had Ryan Sterling on here before and we talked about like there is certain things you can cut out and you can really try to make that 50, 30, 20 rule work. So remember, 50% uh, of the money that's going to go to your essential expenses, 30% is the discretionary, and 20% roughly you should be saving. And it doesn't need to be exact, but you should try to tailor your life, tailor the income to those numbers. That's, I think, the good starting point. But then, yeah. you know, let's go to a little extent of the goals of, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. 
So you have the budget and the budget leads up to these main goals, right? And what we don't do is we don't put those goals down on paper and we don't say, what are we trying to achieve? When will we achieve it? And what pathways are you going to take to get there? So on top of the budget, you need to have these goals written out with your budget. What, when, and pathways. Got it. Need to be spelled out on paper. All right, so tip number two. Tip number two is look at your budget. <laughs> I, I, you know, <laughs> I had to put this down. I was like, I know people are going to get beef with this. They're like, well, that's the same as everyone. You know what? It's not. Tip number two, look at your budget because I will tell you, so many people, they might take all those steps in number one and then three months rolls by and they haven't even looked at it. Yeah. To make a budget work for you, you need to do every single week. You need to look at it, right? Every week. So if it's Sunday or Monday, whatever works best for you, make sure you have that day consistently where you are sitting down, sipping a cup of coffee, Drinking a mojito, drinking uh, sex on oh, the beach. Mojito if, sounds good. If you're, if you're if you're Matt McElroy, you're drinking sex on the beach, <laughs> and look at it, and sit that. And if you're you know in a relationship and you have a wife or a very important person in your life, make sure you're sitting down together every single week. Yeah, I love that one. So my wife handles most of our finances, and she does a good job of putting everything to paper, so we can visualize it. And I think. I think it's like either you put in a paper or dude, there's so many apps out there that'll do all this for you also. Like if you want to visualize everything you have going on, I think it's way too easy now to do this and there's no excuse not to. Yeah. And I agree with that, but I would also say the apps, everyone has an app or a banking site that kind of gives them, Oh, if you're in the plus or minus, but people become numb to that, right? Because it's yeah. like, Oh, I just took a glance at it and it is what it is. You need to have a process of like exactly what your wife's doing, writing it down because there is so much power in you taking a pen to paper. Something about 2,000 plus years of uh, linguistic programming that just does something for us. Maybe it's the effort also, right? You need to spend that extra effort, show an extra focus to really understand what's going on versus just looking at your budgeting app. Tip number three, set up accountability. Now, this is like, you know, kind of a little bit with the other steps we talked about, like, you know, sitting down with your spouse, but are you showing them what you're spending money on? Specifically, like if you are in a relationship, I think this is important because there's so much, you know, what we call financial infidelity, you know, people making purchases, not telling their spouses, one that's really damaging to your relationship. That is a really common thing for divorce. You know, yeah. number one reason for divorce is finances. And a lot of that is just not being transparent, not being on the same page. You need to be on the same page with the person you love. And here's another thing. It's like, you know, when you talk about addiction, people that might be addicted to drugs or alcohol, and I'm going to make the comparison of, you know, being addicted to spending money on stupid things, right? Yep. Different types of addictions. But, you know, one thing they'll tell you, you know, if you're an alcoholic or someone that's drug dependent is when you don't talk about it and it remains like hidden in the closet, the beast comes out, right? I know friends or family members that have struggled with this stuff. And big thing about it is talking about it. So it's out there. You don't talk about it. If you're not talking about your money, how it's being spent, inevitably, you're going to keep spending money on stupid things. So you know, maybe you have a significant other and one person 
isn't spending money the right way, make it open conversation about it. Get on the same page. If you're not willing to have that open conversation every single week, you're not entitled to just cussing out your significant other or your spouse whenever you feel like it just because they spent money the wrong way. You need to also help them out, right? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it brings me back to one of our, I think it was our third episode. We talked about managing finances with significant others. And I don't think marriage can last if you have this problem. If you're not open about your finances, if you're hiding spending, it, shit's not going to last. Oh like, yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be open. I hundred percent agree with this. And I think like for us, we don't have this issue because we have all our stuff is joint accounts. Mm -hmm. So whatever we're spending, we're seeing. And I think that's that part has been solid for us because we're, there's nothing really to hide. Yeah, man, you're, you're right on it, man. I've been doing my job for, you know, 10 years now, and I've got to see the divorces. There's a lot of them. Unfortunately, it makes me sad. But when I'm talking to these, these couples, these people, it's not like Maury or Jerry Springer, where like, oh, they was cheating on me. They'll run behind my back. You are not the father. You are not the father. It's not, <laughs> it's not really, it's not that stuff. It's like, so-and-so was spending money on stupid things. They just kept sneaking money. They had a hidden credit card. I told them not to spend money on this and they did. That is the common theme. Or like, oh, they had massive amounts of debt and they did nothing to get out of it. And I felt like I was taking the burden. Those are the conversations I have on a regular basis with people. It's not the other stuff. Maybe there's some wild stories in there, but it's really yeah. not. The norm is the finances. So if you're someone that, you know, you really care about your relationship, the money is important. Society, we're taught like, oh, love and money, it's separate. Oh, I'm telling you, bullshit. It's, <laughs> I don't I want- call, I call bullshit on that. Yeah, it, it goes one of the same. Does not sound romantic, right? So I do not say on Valentine's Day to bring out your checkbook and talk about that. You know, it is important, right? You got to get that right. Tip number four, take control of your life by getting out of debt. I'll say that again. Take control of your life by getting out of debt. Don't owe money to someone else. It's your life. You want all the opportunities in your life. Don't let an opportunity pass you by because you owed too much debt to someone else. There's going to be points in your life where you want to send your kids to college. You want to take this trip. It's a bucket list item. You want to make a move on a house because there's a perfect opportunity. If you have too much debt to someone else, they own your life. You lose your opportunity. I feel like you're just talking right to me right now, man. I'm it's not like, talking to you, buddy. You're talking right through me. Um, <laughs> no, no, so we. Uh, this is this is amazing. I, this is actually one of our goals that we have down on paper right now. It's paying off all of our debt. Luckily, we don't have a ton of credit card debt, but we have enough to where it's just annoying. You know, we're we're paying these stupid monthly payments to these dumb credit cards. And I love this tip because I think the freedom that is on the horizon for us. When the market gets a little bit where, you know, what if we want to go buy a house? It's only going to put you in a better position. So I'm like hundred percent on board with this. hundred percent, man. Yeah. You know, this is just like stuff we all struggle with, right? We all have these issues with owing people money and stuff like that. But great thing about it is there comes a point in our lives where we can just say, Hey, done. I'm done working for you. I'm done being controlled by you. I'm living my best life and I'm not going to, you know, get in the way of that. So we can all make that decision. And I'd say, so tip number four, Take control of your life by getting out of debt. Tip number five, make your investing automatic. You should not ever have to think about putting money in or investing money. And you should always be investing money. Right? I don't care if you work at Golfland or you work at, you know. Oh, that place was amazing. I go, what place was amazing? I love, <laughs> I, I love, my, I love myself some Golfland. 
But, you know, if you have a small job, like you're living at home with your parents, you should still always be saving money and investing money and make it automatic, right? So set it up with your bank, your investment institution, so you can automatically not think about it and just get it done. And are you saying automatically save or automatically like invest in the stock market? Both. But so let's say you automatically save to a saving account, make sure you get emergency level money, right? So three to six months of cash sitting there in the bank account. And then after that's done, let's make sure you set up an automatic investment situation where every single month, X amount of dollars is going into your investment account and being invested. You don't think about it. Don't think about it. Just make it automatic. Got it. Tip number six, learn to live on less. Kind of goes back to the budget, but what I want you all to do is figure out what regular expenses you have maybe every month and cut them out. Go through and make a goal. If you have things that you get, you know, build every single month, try to make a goal this year. Cut out at least half of it. So maybe you have a Spotify membership or a membership to like some gym or something that's automatic, always occurring every single month. Try to cut it out. Let's go, let's figure out 50%. Go through and see. 50% of your regular monthly costs, what can you do away with, right? What are the discretionary things that aren't important? Cut them out. Yeah, this one's huge. And I think people would be surprised with how much they spend on these little subscriptions. The eight, the nine, the 10 bucks, that adds up. I did this exercise a few months ago and I think I saved us 60 bucks a month for things things we just didn't need. And that's important, you know, that all that little stuff adds up. Remember we talked about on a previous episode, it's not just about saving that and letting it sit in your checking account. The power of investing, that small amount of money is extremely powerful. So that's 16 bucks. That's a lot of money if you invest that money over 10 years. Huge chunk of money. So tip number seven, pick up a side hustle. Now for tip number seven, this is, this is optional. I do think it is important right now because, you know, we've had Mark Miller on here and he talks about the importance of everyone having some sort of side hustle right now because with COVID-19, everything is so different, right? Nothing is for certain. Your job is not secure right now. You could lose your job. That is very common. We're seeing that a lot. So it's really important for you to have a side hustle in case something happens. But also, maybe you're looking at all the things I'm saying. You're like, oh, that's just not possible because I don't make enough right? And I will tell you, that is not an excuse anymore. Maybe to live your or have the ideal amount of money we're talking about for you to adhere to that 50, 30, 20 rule, you have to earn more money. So after you got your job, what can you do as a side hustle? And there are so many options right now, right? Before, you know, it was people Ubering and working for DoorDash. You can go on a website like Fiverr and we all have different skills and abilities, whether it's writing or whether it's editing or, you know, doing some computer stuff for people. There's all these unique little things like, you know, for myself, and I'll just give an example. You know, obviously we're into podcasting way back when we started. I was like, I'm going to figure out how to podcast. You know, I'm going to figure out how to do an edit. I had, you know, Serge, I hate computers, right? Can you attest yeah, that? Yeah, I remember that. Word? I can test it. Like it. the fact that you figured out how to use Pro Tools, that still needs to go down in the record books. Like, I know, it was, it was the odds were against me. I, so I basically took the most difficult editing software platform and figured out how to edit podcasts on it. It did take me you know, a week to figure out and learn, but I did it. And now if I ever wanted to monetize on that, I could. You know, I could charge 30 to $40 an hour editing podcasts and you know, it's out there. And I'm gonna say you have to do that, but there's all kinds of different skills and abilities that you have that you can monetize on. 
And there's all these platforms now that allows you to do it. So the excuse of, oh, I don't make enough isn't valid anymore. So tip number seven, pick up a side hustle. Love that one. Tip number eight. You guys are all going to like this one. Spend money on something fun. So you guys know, Matt and Sergio think, you know, I'm the bad guy. and A dream crusher. Dream crusher. Try to take the fun out of life. And that is somewhat true. But I will also say that it is super important for you to spend money on something fun. Looking at that discretionary part of your budget, 30% for fun, fun things. And here's the reality, right? It's just money. You want to have fun experiences. You have to live life. And if you can plan things throughout the year that are fun, things to spend money on, it's going to keep you on track on your budget. Right. Because yeah. if you just feel like I'm just saving and not enjoying, there's no benefit there. You have to live a balanced life. I know a lot of people think, you know, I'm the dream crusher. I, I don't let people spend money on things they want to do. But I'm telling you, it's important because you have to have that balance. You have to be able to spend money on some things within reason and it keeps you on track. It helps everything. So don't. Yeah. Focus. I'm thinking like uh, it could be traveling. It could be a good va- little vacation versus like buying a new phone or like a new laptop. Like, Exactly. The way, the way I think about it is the experience. That's an area where I try not to cheap out. I'm pretty frugal in most areas, but like when we, if we're going to go somewhere, like go experience something. Yeah. hundred percent. Like during this whole quarantine thing, we haven't really done that much, you know, my wife and I, but we did have a weekend where we went down to Pismo and yeah. we spent, we dropped a lot of cash, you know, to go enjoy this nice hotel. And, you know, it's, it was such a nice experience and it was like my reward for adhering to my budget, adhering to my rules of finance. And like, I enjoyed it. And it was like, and I have all those memories and I think about them all the time. And you know, that stuff's important and it keeps me sane. Right. So tip number eight, probably your favorite tip, everybody spend money on something fun, but make sure you're budgeting first. Tip number nine, be honest with your financial behavior. Say that one again. Say that one again. Be honest about your financial behavior. What things have caused you to lose money? Why haven't you got ahead? If you're in this boat where you're like, I'm not as far along as I wanted to be, sit down and really think long and hard. What kept you from getting there? Wasn't something else. It was you. You did something. Even if you lost your job or something like that, Maybe you spent too long trying to find the next job, or maybe it was something that, you know, you could have controlled. Be honest. What is it? Are you losing jobs too frequently because of things that you're doing? Is it the fact that you're spending money on a lot of stupid things? Is it that you're not saving actively? We all have things. We all have demons, right? And we need to be honest about it. Like, you know, great examples, people that are entrepreneurs, right? Serge, you know, I work with a lot of people in the entrepreneurial space. Yep. Very common thing is people in that space are too entrepreneurial. They spend tens, hundreds of thousands on ideas sometimes, and they don't pan out. And that's fine. That's fine, right? That's fine. But you need to be honest with yourself. If you have a history of throwing tens of thousands of dollars at these ideas and losing it, you got to be honest. Like that's part of your behavior. What's interesting about this one is uh, I've got some friends who have a track record of always being in these bad financial situations. And I'm at the point now where I'm like, I don't think this is the 
society's fault or someone else's fault or that other person you blame like if you're honest you have to take some accountability like you have to be like maybe it's me yeah so if you keep finding yourself in bad financial situations it might be you it might be you 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 it's it's tough man but you gotta be you gotta be honest with yourself and you know like so we talk about you know spending money on you know that sort of thing it's something that you know people don't think about they're like oh well i don't spend a lot of money at uh, the store but maybe you're spending money on these big ideas or maybe you're a victim of what you know ryan sterling refers to as lifestyle creep you make all this money and your expenses just go up with it is that something or maybe one thing we'll talk about on a future episode is you know stock picking like what if you're on robin hood and you're picking all these random stocks and people think it's great but man there's a lot of statistical data out there that shows that you know if you're picking stocks you probably have the wrong strategy shout out to brian chang you need to stop picking stocks i have a good friend and this is him i'm sorry i'm calling you out brian stop now you know what we live in a great time where anyone could be an investor right but it's the equivalent of giving everyone guns without gun training you know so it, yeah. it, it and there's data to back this up just because you can't invest doesn't mean you're going to make money stock picking is the equivalent of really gambling you think about that stock picking and gambling very similar that's why you, when you have an investment approach, you need to make sure it's backed up by science. It's backed up by strategy. If you're just picking stocks because you saw someone on TV that's like, this is the next best thing, or, or if you're a super big idiot and you found someone on YouTube that's like, this is the next big thing, <laughs> you deserve to lose your money, <laughs> but you have to be realistic. Like that is not, I don't think that that constitutes as investing. I really think that's gambling, right? And yeah, I like it, that analogy. Because it, it really puts like, you know, I, I know gambling pretty well and it you're almost playing against in the gambling world. You're playing against a casino. The casino always wins. The house always wins. Yep. You're picking stocks. It sounds like you're in a, you're not going to win. It's just a combination of, you know, human behavior and, you know, not doing enough analysis, um, yeah. trying to time the market. You can't do that. You cannot do it. It's, it does not exist. There's people that sell these things online. that like, oh, you, we'll, we'll treat you to teach you how to make all this money and stop pick stocks. I'll tell you, those things end up generally pretty terrible, and there's not a lot of data on how those things are effective. So you have to make sure, like, is that something that is causing you to lose money? Also, being too conservative. Let's go to the opposite side of it. Be honest. Are you too conservative? Are you too scared to invest? That is unacceptable as well, because although you might feel like, oh, I'm doing the right thing by putting all my money in a savings account. Inflation, ladies and gentlemen, inflation is a real thing. You're losing money at 2 to 3% to inflation. You have to be an investor. I've said this before. You cannot not be an investor. You have to. I mean, if you're the average person, I mean, yeah, if you're just, you know, you inherit a ton of money or you're just sitting on a ton of money, yeah, maybe you don't. Yeah. But for the average individual, the average people, we need to be investors. We need to be owners of amazing companies uh, or real estate that generates us income. That brings me to my final number 10. And number 10 is think about the life you've always wanted. Take out the material stuff. Don't think about the money. Don't think about the, the high-priced items. Think about the life that is important to you. Think about time with your family. Think with, about having the ability to have time in your own life to do what you want to do. Figure out what that is. Think about the life you always wanted to live. So a good example, I'll, I'll even use myself for this, you know, back about a year ago, one thing that I always, you know, thought I wanted is like, you know, oh, I want to get to a point where I can just buy a, a brand new Range Rover off the lot 
fortunately, you know, I, I've been in this position for a while. And like, I think it was about a year and a half ago. I was like, you know, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go buy a brand new Range Rover off the lot. And I almost did it. But then I thought, I was like, no, one, that's, that's going against all the stuff that I talk about and preach. And two, that doesn't get me closer to the life I want. It's a thing. The life I want isn't a Range Rover that just yeah. appreciates in value. The thing that I want is more time to do the things that I want to do. Coach, Serge, you know I love coaching. That's yeah. that's I want more time to do that. I want more time to coach the girls that I care about, the sport that you and I both love, soccer, not be forced to work. I want to spend more time with my wife. I want to be able to wake up on a Monday, Tuesday, and drive my wife and my dog to a really scenic location, buy a cup of coffee, and read a newspaper. I don't have that luxury right now because I have. Is to she work. like sitting right next to you or something? Are you trying to earn some points for no, this? No, uh, for this no, no, no. She, she's not sitting next to me, nor does she listen to us. So don't, so don't, <laughs> don't even go there. She's the least. She's the she's the anti fan of our podcast, but I love no, her. That's awesome, man. Love but that. you know, that's what I want. I want to be able to spend time with her, a dog, read a newspaper, and not have to worry about this other stuff. I'm not there yet. I'm still very busy, but that's that's where that's the life I want. And I think it's like by doing all these things, you're getting closer to that life. And for me, it's when we're buying all these random things, that's just filling some random gap, but it's not getting us closer to that. What I, what I see as freedom. Exactly. Right. We call our show, you know, the free retiree. It's like people always want, well, why, why that name? You know, because like you have to do certain things to free your life. You have to excel in your career. You have to get your money in order. You got to avoid all these big mistakes, be a learner. But you want to be free to live your life. Don't live a life that's consumed with stuff and material things, right? Because the end of the day, it's just money. You're not going to take that with you. What really matters is those moments with the people you care about, Like right? We've had Azif Mustafa on here, right? That's what he yep. said is, it's like being inspired, living inspired life isn't about all the stuff. It's about living your best life. The times you spend with other people, those moments, those moments or what makes everything worthwhile. That's why we work. That's why we do the things we do. Love it. All right. Serge, anything else? No, I think I love the way you summarize all these. And the ones that really stood out to me, it's really about accountability and being open and honest with your significant other. But accountability is huge. Like really sit down and understand what you're good at, what you're not good at, especially when it comes to finances. And having those open and honest conversations with the people around you. But yeah, man, I, I love it. I think this was a good way to kick off the year. Awesome. All right. You guys have questions, career related, financial related, legal related. Make sure you send them to ask at the We are signing off today, but you know, best of luck to your 2021. We want you to have the best year ever. We are here for you if you have questions or need help. That's why we have this podcast. We want to help people. Best wishes to all of you in your 2021 goals. May all your dreams come true and you can do it. So we are signing off. Thank you for listening to the Free Retiree Show. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated, member of FINRA, www.finra.org, SIPC, www.sipc.org, a separate entity. 
Lee Michael Murphy is licensed with the California Department of Insurance, license 0H18660. Lee Michael Murphy is an investment advisor representative with Securities America Advisors, a registered investment advisor. The free retiree, Securities America Advisors, and Securities America Incorporated are separate entities. Career advisor Sergio Patterson, attorney Matt McGillard are not affiliated with Securities America Advisors or Securities America Incorporated. Securities America Advisors, Securities America Incorporated, and its representatives do not provide tax or legal advice. Therefore, it's important to coordinate with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. The content heard in this podcast is not intended to be tax, investment, or legal advice and is intended as general guidance only. You should contact your own tax advisor, financial advisor, or attorney to answer questions about your specific situation or needs before acting upon this information. Third-party source information or comments are not verified, may not be accurate, and are not necessarily representative of all client or audience experience. A portion of this event was paid by a third party. The opinions of career advisor Sergio Patterson do not reflect the opinions of Facebook, Inc., The opinions of attorney Matt McGillory do not reflect the opinions of Castaneda and company.